0: Welcome to the Discovery Doc Podcast, where we advocate for optimal wellness and reducing everyday toxic loads, no matter where life takes you. I'm Dr. Cece, doctor in nursing practice, self-proclaimed toxin tamer, and a crunchy mama.
1: I'm Anna Kate, a medical mystery overachiever and your discovery liaison. Join us on this exciting journey as we explore the world of holistic health, cutting edge research and practical solutions for a healthier life. Together, we'll navigate through the complexities of wellness, sharing valuable insights, and expert advice.
0: Tune in to the Discovery Doc podcast. Get ready to be inspired, empowered, and discover a whole new way of looking at your health. I'm crunchy with a side of tequila. Yes. Oh yes. I like That's my tequila. Beautiful. And I'm like not a cloth diaper person, but I'm like an organic bamboo diaper person. You know, it's balance, girl. It's balance. <laughs> convenience plus yes. non-toxic lifestyle. That is yes. what I'm about. Because obviously busy mamas need convenience too.
1: Welcome back to the couch and the discovery doc podcast. I'm your host, Anna Kate, and this is my host. Hey, hey, Dr. Cece. Awesome. We are going to tell you today and talk about the birth of the Discovery Doc and how she became where she is to bring us the podcast to you. Yeah, you nailed that. Yeah, Let's go. that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about that. So, and then you'll also learn a little bit about my medical mystery or retriever journey, and maybe you can resonate with some of the things that we talked about on our last episode. Yeah, and anything that comes up today. So. Yeah. Yeah, tell
0: what. Let's dive in. Yeah,
1: tell us about how you got from allopathic Western to the helping moms advocate for their families and leave lead a less toxic lifestyle. Yeah, and being able to equip them with just doing all the cool crunchy mom things or silky mom things. She's super crunchy. silky. She's
0: both. She's so I'm like cringy. crunchy, and this is what I say: I'm crunchy with a side of tequila. Yes. Oh, yeah. I like my tequila, yeah. and I'm like not a cloth diaper person, but I'm like a organic bamboo diaper person. You know, it's balance, girl. It's balance, <laughs> <laughs> convenience plus yes. non toxic lifestyle. That is yes. what I'm about, because obviously busy mamas need convenience too. Yep. Um, but anywho, so piggybacking off of our last conversation which was all about my Lyme disease journey. If y'all didn't listen, go back and check it out because that really is what started the journey into more um, functional medicine, integrative medicine, whatever we want to call that, and then ultimately here to the Discovery Doc. So I was working in functional medicine for about two years and I started my own journey of diving into the world and less toxic non-toxic living because before that I didn't pay any attention to anything you know why why would you yeah it's just it's not taught it's not something that is you know just common knowledge um and I really started paying attention to all the things to the point where I was just throwing out everything in my poor husband's cabinet like all his bathroom Mm -hmm. stuff I was just throwing it out and replacing it with, with other things. I do not recommend that if you are first starting out. He got very mad and it's costly. Yes. <laughs> but that I was starting the journey myself and learning so much about what's in our personal care products and what's in our food and what's allowed in our food and just things that we are exposed to all the time. And that was correlating with kind of where I was working on functional medicine, where at the beginning... I was working with a lot of kiddos on the spectrum. Yeah. And you know, curbing the toxin load that they are exposed to is very, very important to every to anybody right. in part of a healing journey. And so it was it, it just kind of morphed from there. And I was learning so much. And I just felt like it's not being taught. And I didn't have time to teach it to my patients in the appointment itself. Right. So I was like, what can I do? to make other parents aware or other people aware of just little things that we can do to lessen our everyday toxic burden. Mm -hmm. And it's just about the small little decisions that we can make on a day-to-day basis. And the biggest thing is that they are decisions. Like these are things that we can control um, that can make a really just drastic difference in your health. So it was planted in my heart for about a year, before I pulled the trigger, and I was like thinking of names and, and just thinking of like what do I want to encompass? Like what do I want this to look like? And I chose the word discovery because it means a lot. It it's like uncovering anything, right? Right. Uncovering truths or uncovering you know different lifestyle habits that we can implement or just discovering what is true health, what is true wellness what you know what can we do for our families to just optimize right health and wellness there's so much to discover in that so i, I got stuck on that word and i was like this is it and then i got it was scary to launch it you know it's like put yourself out there and to launch a, a platform like that um well you
1: wouldn't know it from looking at her and following her on, or on. <laughs> TikTok and Instagram, and it in it
0: was products. it was scary for me because I'm not like my personal Instagram is private. You know, I'm not someone that's just, I don't know. I, I yeah. never put emphasis in trying to like grow a following or something like that. so I, I never I didn't think about that, but it is scary. Like people you get judged on social media and yeah, so I had an awesome branding woman. Help me. Her name is Kelly. Shout out to you, Kelly Ray um who I met with I just instantly connected with her and she sat down with me I mean I didn't even know how to like use apps that can post things you know you put it in a scheduler yeah, and it planners, posts. Yeah. yes I didn't even know how to work that and or design a website or do anything and she I worked with her for the first um two years really and she's who takes all my photo- all my photos and it just she pushed me to do little assignments and like little tasks Mm -hmm. and hey this is how much you you need to post this and this is when you need to do this um until it really took off but it took her pushing me because it's I don't know it's so close to my heart I'm so passionate about it that I just want it to help and never be like a conflicting anything or Mm -hmm. you know bring negative attention to anything um so yeah it was Accumulation of my own journey mixed with the types of patients that I was helping at that time. And I just always felt like there was a missing educational platform that allowed convenience to mix in with non toxic lifestyle. Right. Because I am not the mom that is making things from scratch and making homemade soaps and making homemade. You're shampoos. not making your own tinctures <laughs> no. and, and brewing things
1: with your tequila.
0: No, and. No- <laughs> nothing, nothing against those mamas. I think that is amazing. I mean, absolutely amazing. Um, It is just not for me. It's just not. And so I thought there was a hole that was like, okay, in a world of madness and so many things, how do we just choose better options? Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm about. Like just, we have 10 different items. How do we know which item is best out of that 10? rather than going home and making one with our own ingredients. <laughs> right.
1: So it comes down to that, that turn and learn. And, and one of the things that um, your tagline that has been so um, influential and important is let's discover together because mm-hmm. everyone is on their own journey and yes. just reducing that toxic load of, hey, if I switch out, use what I have. And then switch out something when i yes. run out of this yes what are the best options or if i'm somewhere what's the least offensive option out right. of the options that i have to choose right. so and getting into all of that and following you on on instagram and facebook and yeah and, and all of that just those little quick tips of hey these are the things that you can mm-hmm. use and this is what to look for avoid this if this is in it it's yes. okay for to fix whatever issue is is has come up but yeah. here's a here's
0: a better option exactly and that's i always try to do that i try to not but again there's so many there's a lot of room for negativity there that's like avoid this 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 and this and everything is full filled with garbage and they're trying to kill us like there's so much of that where i, I don't ever want to be that i want to educate on hey these are some chemicals that are allowed in our food and our products and whatever it is yes i choose to avoid these you might want to too here are solutions here are better options for you i think the other cool part is in in what you're saying about the let's discover together is that i'm super open like i'm never like hey it's my way or the highway like i know what's best no i'm just a mom who is trying to just share my knowledge and what i've learned Mm -hmm. over the years of being in practice but also just in my personal journey and i think it's amazing when other people get on there and they're like hey i use this brand or i do this and it works really well for us and i'm like thank you so much for bringing that to everyone else's you know attention because i didn't know that and so it's a cool you know resource for everybody and for me so it really is collective and like i just want it you know it to be a community where people feel welcome to share their thoughts and like what works for their family mm-hmm. and maybe also learn a thing or two yeah So discoverers out
1: there, go ahead and follow the discovery doc on Instagram and TikTok, and we'll put all (laughs) of the links in the show notes of where to follow her. And also if you've got information and support that can help other mamas, Mm -hmm. like it does take a village. It does take a tribe. So discoverers out there, just let us know what what you run into
0: as well. Um, I also, I love when people to that point, I love when people tell me or ask me about things that they want to learn about too because it gives me a chance to research things or if it's something I know off the top of my head to educate on it so I always love that input of like hey can you talk to me about this or can you talk about this and it just like I'm a nerd so I love doing all the research that goes behind it to make sure that I'm coming up with a solution that is convenient but also you know appropriate in terms of the health and wellness kind of feel there are little spurts throughout the discovery doc that are more kind of holistic remedies and and things Mm -hmm. like that, especially when it comes to like allergies and colds and coughs and, you know, postpartum essentials or pregnancy essentials. Um, So that's another big part of of what I wanted to bring to the discovery doc was there are a lot of things that we don't know as people that are options out there. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that is within, holistic realm of oh hey you have group b strep in pregnancy you might not need that antibiotic here's what you can do instead and ask your doctor to be retested you know two weeks later or whatever so i I do try to incorporate that and um i actually want to more heavily do that moving forward um obviously i have my practice so i can't have it interfere too much with what i do in practice but i think there's so much information out there on just Oh, I didn't know that was an option, Mm -hmm. you know? And you
1: do a really good job of explaining why we need to put things into our lifestyle or remove things. So it's not so much of what we're putting in, but it's also what's not in our lifestyle that can be a benefit as well. Yeah. And understanding why, why is this a better alternative to take this supplement or to go this route or get this test rather than going and doing it the traditional allopathic way, Mm -hmm. or what are my options and why? And if I'm not getting answers, what else can I do? Right. So we will equip you with not only options, but also questions to go and ask your medical provider and to find the medical provider that listens to your story and and talks to you. Yes, That's so important.
0: So important. And something that is you know, an added, I don't what what and we will be working on this together, but the discovery doc is meant to empower people. And it's whether that is in living a more non-toxic lifestyle or holistic remedies. But at the end of the day, I want people to feel like they have the tools and the knowledge to proceed for in life confidently Mm -hmm. when it comes to, you know, their kids getting sick or them getting sick or feeling like they know what questions to ask and, you know, instead of just having the blanket, everything looks good. Yeah. You know, statement, what are things that I can ask as a woman or as a mom that can help keep me healthy? Right. Or what are things that I should be looking for yearly Um, and not relying on someone else to tell you that stuff for you.
1: Yeah. It's all about that that self-empowerment and advocating for yourself and your family Mm -hmm. on your medical and lifestyle choices. Exactly. Just being the best of all the things.
0: Okay. Keep listening because there's a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. We'll (laughs) we'll dive
1: into a lot of deep things. And if you have questions or if there's something um, that you want us to dive into or say, hey, I ran into this. How do we navigate this? Whatever this is, Um, let us know. Yeah. drop all the details in the show notes of how you can get us those questions. Um, and then I know, I, I don't think I can tell you, you I, I don't think I can tell you because it's really exciting what she's got. I'm planned. nervous. What's well, <laughs> your thing?
0: You're already, I'm like, what are you talking you're about? You're already down the road, but
1: well, it, it's something for, um, a way for you to teach mamas, yes. but I can't tell you, I can't tell you about it. So stick around we'll let you know when that is available and launches yes. and we'll drop some things about We're that. We have some but... very
0: cool resources and tools coming up to help support you mm-hmm. and empower you and educate you on all things non-toxic and holistic where you don't need to you don't need me you know you can go through we it I always and...
1: need you Dr say
0: hey. always <laughs> um but yes we'll we'll yeah. we'll leave that little nugget. Yeah, so right there's there. there's some things coming up in the pipeline. There are things coming up. But obviously, this podcast is also something very exciting that is developing, and we are developing um, on the Discovery Dock. And I am very honored to be sharing the couch. I was about to say the stage, but we are on a couch uh, with Anna Kate over here. And our stories are similar to a point. So again, going back to our previous podcast on my journey with Lyme disease, both Anna Anna and I have been on the side where we have struggled um, and continue to struggle in some aspects with chronic health issues. So I want to dive into all things, Anna Kate, so that y'all know who the heck you're listening to on this side of the couch. Um, so yeah, where where do we start with you and and all of the, you know, medical mystery overachiever aspects of your life? Yes. So
1: I'm honored and thankful to be on the couch as well. And that when you decided to, um, do this project, cause I inadvertently planted the podcast nugget. Oh my gosh. two years ago. Yeah. yeah. So I
0: was pregnant with Jada. It
1: was like, she was like, this, this chick is crazy. And then about two years later, she called, Hey, you want to do a podcast? I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, I do. I've been waiting. <laughs> so, um, Cause I have such a, a curiosity for the natural way to do things because I had to be my own advocate because I knew what my body felt like. And I was in tuned enough to know that something was wrong. So yeah. I was slightly older than you when my, um, so all of my medical mysteries kind of started around 27, 28. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was you look fine, your numbers and your labs look okay, and you don't present like someone that is actually dying of feeling terrible and and all the things, so. Were you healthy as a kid? um, I mean, I got strep throat when I traveled. I have a doctor in Savannah when I lived it. grew up in Louisiana, and we went to, every time we go on a road trip, I get strep throat.
0: Every time?
1: Just about every time.
0: Mm Fascinating. I want to so. see your strep antibodies. Okay. We'll, we'll pull, we'll pull all of those. <laughs> so uh, usually that happens when you're retaining them very high. But anyways, my point was looking back before 27, 28, do you, were there any, any little snippets that you were like, oh, there was something underlying happening?
1: Not, not that I was aware of. So, um, I did have So I was actually training for an MPC show in 2018. And I didn't know, like my body totally got screwed up because pulled fat out of my diet and like- It's so extreme, yeah. Yeah, and my body wasn't responding to all the things. And I was like getting up at 4 a.m., going and training, coming home, eating, going back to sleep, waking up at nine, working from home, and then doing the same thing in the afternoon and evening mm. and doing two days and just putting so much stress on my yeah. body. Yeah. Um, so at that time also is when, okay. So around that time I had a fibroid, the size of a tennis ball in the middle of my cervix. And so my cervix didn't close oh. for like nine months. Oh my
0: gosh. So
1: TMI, I was never at, TMI yeah. here. So I was passing, I was like shedding my uterine lining and passing blood clots like the size of my hand. Yeah, like I mean, I would step into the bathtub and just squat and just like for months. So, and I'm thinking that, oh, this is just like I've reduced my body fat so much, and I'm like just changing. Well, Hmm. that's not typically what happens that you have less of a cycle when you reduce your body fat. Exactly. Yeah. So you know, getting all that done. So I competed in my show, like I was m- miserable. I wanted to do it for me. Mm-hmm. My body didn't respond. It didn't look the way that I wanted to. Like my coach is kind of pissed, but like, whatever. I'm doing this for me.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, I ended up, my show was August 18th. By Labor Day weekend, two weeks later, mm-hmm. I ended up in the hospital with a pulmonary embolism. Mm. Out of the blue. Nope. I'm serious. Medical mystery. Like I'm No alcohol, no drugs, no smoking, I'm eating, I'm working out. I'm getting enough rest, but my body was just like, Nope. So I remember that we had planned to go, this must've been the year before. So there had to have been something going on, but I remember we flew to Europe. Um, and my, I was hurting so bad and hemorrhaging Mm -hmm. so bad from this. Fibroid.
0: So at this point, did you know that you had the fibroid?
1: No. Okay. I think this was still previous. So this is before my show. Like this was a couple of months before my show. Um, but we flew to Europe. I took, I don't know, some like heavy duty painkiller. I was up for 24 hours. I took one before we got on the plane, took one when we got on the plane, was up. And I mean, I I mean it would have knocked a horse out, but I was in so much pain, Mm -hmm. I just could not my system could not shut down. And now knowing all the things that I know now of my, my immune system and all my, like my nervous system of what was actually happening there. So, well, so that kind of all started this, this process and ended up in the hospital with a pulmonary embolism, put me on, they said, you're anemic. I'm like, well, no.
0: Yeah. I've been pumping out blood clots for the past like couple months. months. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um. So, and they did. So I had this they did an ultrasound or a CT for that got that got me on blood thinners and then they had to do a um ultrasound mm-hmm. well they had to put me like upside down and i'm like this is not comfortable can you please hurry up yeah. because i'm having all this pressure and like all this weird stuff in my body trying to connect with that so the doctor comes in my doctor is overweight tired all the things he was like how do you Like, your numbers look good. You look fine. Like, I need to be asking you for health tips. I'm like, I'm the one in the hospital bed. Right. Like, something is wrong. Something is wrong here. Let's think about this. So, fast forward to being anemic and being severely low on blood. They gave Mm -hmm. me five bags. Oh, my god. Five bags of blood. So, this is where I think that I was introduced.
0: (gasps) Fascinating. Okay, because my question to you would have been, and then again, this is what I, I look at in patients is, okay, what is this patient's trigger? because so many things can lay dormant and then activate in times of stress, right? It, it can be a surgery, it can be an illness. it can be, for me, a vaccine. It can be so, just a major you know major stressor to you physically or mentally. So you had just gone through a really big stressful event on your body mm-hmm. in terms of competing. So, but you feel that that wasn't necessarily your trigger. You feel like the blood transfusion yeah, was.
1: Because they don't screen yeah, they don't. donated blood for vector.
0: foreign illnesses. illness. For Yeah.
1: So I think that's also why I not only got the Lyme disease, but I had 18 co-infections. Mm. How do you, how do you, how do you get that's 18 amazing. co-infections? Yeah. Like it's almost. I mean, you'd have to get bit by a ton of ticks and a lot of, and you know, who knows? I, it could have been a spider bite. It could have been mosquitoes right. or any who knows, but until that happened and I had had pain in my shoulder because I went back to training. Mm-hmm. So I competed, I took a couple of days off and then I went back to training and I thought, cause I'd just done back and shoulders mm-hmm. and I felt a little pinch right there. And like my family's out of town, my friends are out of town like I called my friend that's a um, there was a firefighter that lived close to me. I said, please tell me you're not on shift. He was on shift. <laughs> and so I had to call and get an, an ambulance to come pick me up. That was a fun ride. And they were like, I said, I just can't breathe. And they were like, do you have chest pain? I said, no, but I can't breathe. I don't have chest pain. It hurts back here. So
0: I had, they got me in. And so that's, the when, they the that's so when they the found the PE. that's when they found the PE. P- okay. So then you got the five bags of blood.
1: Yep, five days in the hospital,
0: five bags of wow. blood. And how were you feeling at that point? Well,
1: like you, I hit it very, yeah. very well. High spirits. I didn't, I mean, just as positive as I can be. Um, I think the most frustrated I got because I wanted to take a shower and wash my hair. And I couldn't. So I'm I <laughs> got all yeah. this stuff.
0: Do you, okay, so then moving, once you were discharged, did you feel like physically you recovered from the event, like some of my patients will, will have this big episode where we'll feel like we obviously in that moment, it stinks and everything around it stinks, but then you do feel, Hey, okay. I feel better. I'm recovered. I feel good. And then other patients will be like, no, I, it just spiraled from there. Um,
1: immediately after it was fine. And then I went to see the the hematologist because I did for have a follow-up for a follow-up because I did have the blood clot. Mm-hmm. Well, he did tests. And then he was like, uh, "You have APS." Didn't tell me what APS was. So nothing with. He's like, "Hey, we're gonna put you on on warfarin."
0: And for those who don't know, can you tell them what APS is?
1: Yes. <laughs> so AP. Well, I mean, like you listening, it was just APS. Here's medication. Go like do your thing. That's so about. Did the you have to go home got. and Google this? Well, I was twenty. Eight, yeah. it had no idea. I mean, I was still young enough that I didn't really. I knew I didn't want to be on blood thinners. Yeah, for whatever reason in my brain, I was like, "This is not. This is not a good thing for me." At that point, so a. I don't even know what APS is. So APS is anti phospholipid syndrome, which I have clotting issues yes. with my blood. Doesn't mean anything to me because they didn't tell me what. Hey, these are. This is what you have. These are the consequences. These are you have to be on blood thinners the rest of your mm-hmm. life. So. About a year and a half after that, I went off blood thinners.
0: Just that was your choice. That was my choice. Okay, so cold turkey. Like I weaned. I, okay, weaned, I weaned off. off of it. Okay. So,
1: um, and then kind of all the other symptoms started with the joint pain, and then I went to a rheumatologist. He was like, "You have lupus. Go home.
0: Here's steroids." Go so home. at that point, he just looked at your ANA. He had a positive ANA, anti-nuclear antibodies. They basically. Tell us if anything—not anything—but if some things autoimmune are going on, one of which is lupus. So you had a positive titer there. He yep. said, "Hey, that's what what's going on. That's why you're in so much yep. pain." Gave you steroids. Yep, sent me home. sent you on the way. Okay, like he- I, think I was in his office five minutes. Probably not. Yeah. Did you take the steroids? No. Okay. <laughs> no. I
1: was like, this is not so. For a she long- sounds
0: like all my patients
1: uh, for a long time. I, I declined. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm not well because. I knew what steroids would do, like short term, I'm okay with them. They could help, yes. For long term, I was like, this is not...
0: The issue I have with steroids is, yeah, and sometimes it's needed. Please do not take that anyway. That Steroids are needed and they can be life-saving. However, when you're dealing with chronic symptoms, my issue is that a steroid, if we think about this like as logically as we can, a steroid is given to suppress an immune response, Mm -hmm. right? So... If that works and that is helping you because it's telling a, an immune response to sit down, well, then why the heck are we not looking at what is activating that right. immune response and going after that? That's my tidbit. That's my two cents. Please keep going. Why okay. why, why put a <laughs> Band-Aid on something that you can fix? Yeah. So declined the, the steroids.
1: Yep. And so then I went on the journey to find, I was like, I don't have, I don't have lupus. I don't have a rash. I don't have, I have like rheumatoid symptoms but I was like I looked up lupus I didn't have it so typically you didn't have
0: the typical symptoms typical okay. symptoms
1: and so I think that so there's a list of like 13 things that if you have these symptoms you have lupus and I think that that's all that this doctor mm-hmm. would go by it's like yeah you got you got five of these 13 or whatever I was like that's dumb <laughs> so my mom calls me
0: maybe you know, he'll a little listen to this.
1: Yeah, a little bulldog for Figuring out, like, I knew my body well enough to know when I was putting in something that just, it just did not sit right. Yeah. So fast forward to maybe a year later, several other doctors couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. I was like, it's not.
0: It's so not symptoms this. still the same joint yep. pain, fatigue, fatigue.
1: Um, just being tired, you know, all, all of the things. Um, and it's a different, like you said, it's a different kind of tired. It's a
0: different fatigue, yeah. Right, and it so it is like a you cannot get through no matter how. Like we are both very strong-willed humans, and it is a fatigue where you cannot force your body or your brain mm-hmm. to get through it no matter how how hard you yeah. want to.
1: There's just a wall, and then yeah. you just you hit it super fast sometimes. So the I went and found another naturopath. And she was like, Hey, you have, I was telling her my symptoms over. So like... is this
0: the first naturopath that you've, you've seen at this point?
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, and she was like, you have Lyme disease. Let's run a test. Oh,
0: she did find it.
1: Yes. But she treated it like you initially oh. treated yours with antibiotics and herbs and just yeah. kept, dude, I have so many, like my, yeah. My husband's like, can you, do you have to have all of this stuff yeah. like Rose, oh and rows. hundreds, yeah. I mean, I have a picture where my daily stuff, while still on the antibiotics with the pick line, was okay. so you haven't talked about the pick yes. line part. Okay, so I get ahead of myself.
0: I'm here to help her, kind of.
1: Yeah, because my brain is still reel it in. S- still Swiss cheese.
0: <laughs> We're working on it. Okay.
1: So meet with her. She says, "Okay, you we did a Lyme test, which is just the normal do not really tell you anything." whether than it's active Do you or know
0: not. if it was a western blot? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So IgM, IgG. Sure. You don't you don't remember. It's a very small detail. Yeah.
1: So, but it was it's still the western blot is not enough information to know exactly what's no. actually happening. So, that was positive, so it must have been IgM.
0: IgM conventionally is active where IgG in conventional medicine is like, "Oh, hey, you had an exposure, but it's not a real thing." I take IgG as a chronic infection when okay. it comes to a bacteria that we cannot become immune to like Borrelia burgdorferi, IE the bacteria that causes Lyme disease. So I, I'm just, yeah. this is my brain yeah. just thinking. So about your journey.
1: so <laughs> how I remember all that stuff that she just said. So when I think of something that shows up as IgG, it's it's good and gone. It's not active and then Lyme disease Technically, we can get into this in another episode too but Lyme disease technically is just Borrelia burgdorferi exactly and I call that burgers and fries because that's how my brain For could Swiss remember cheese my remembers. Swiss cheese. <laughs> yeah.
0: burgers and fries with Swiss fries. cheese yep. hey
1: it's not as delicious as it sounds <laughs> put a fried egg on top this is your this is your brain on yeah. Shh,
0: don't egg, say <laughs> Yeah. so um okay so we have if you a know positive... that reference you know what i'm talking about yes you do we have a positive lyme test you're working with a naturopathic doctor and she puts you on oral antibiotics yes. for a very long time
1: yes so okay. i timed out of the first one because it quit doing stuff and we switched to another oral and then my digestive system and gut of course destroyed and then she's yeah. putting me on all these other things to fix my gut which
0: you can't they don't so in that time, did you have a second Lyme test? And did. I had
1: several, but it was just Western blot. After the antibiotics? Yes. Okay. So again, like you said, they go through that, mm-hmm. that up and down, so they will go and hide and you can't see them.
0: Yeah. Antibodies lie. That's the thing. And I don't only utilize a Western blot in practice because our antibodies do lie. Right. They can be suppressed, whether that's our own immune system, that's just like, whoa. I don't have enough soldiers here. I cannot attack this thing right now. I'm not paying attention to it right now, or because we're taking a whole bunch of antibiotics Mm -hmm. that's going to suppress that antibody response. So yes, that is not in my humble opinion, the most accurate Lyme test, but I was curious because most people if they're on those antibiotics and they take a Lyme test, it will show up better than it really is because they're on it, but we'll skip that Uh, detail. uh, Maybe, maybe I can, what was next? We'll get into my binder one day. <laughs> as a binder. Um, what is next after the second round of oral antibiotics?
1: So still not feel like it. symptoms are kind of off and on, but also I'm hiding it very well yeah. as well. So but I know that I'm not I'm not doing well. So in 2015, they put me on an pick line.
0: The naturopathic doctor, did. yes. Wow,
1: yeah so well like like i said she worked with an md and yeah they talked and you know did all this stuff and so put me on a pick line i was her first pick line oh wow experimental so, yes and i said i'm fine being the guinea pig i just want to feel better right so did that um hair fell out mm. before i you know that was in 2015 i got engaged in 2016. uh got engaged in 2015 got married in 2016. And then, um, or got engaged in 2016, got married in 2016. Anyway, my hair kept falling out before the wedding. So don't know if that was the Lyme or all those antibiotics, antibiotics, or if it was the underlying lupus that I now know that I do have. Mm -hmm. And the thyroid stuff as well. Yeah. So all of these, th- I told you, I was an overachiever, and no one
0: knows why. No one can tell me where this all started. So Any of the why. things she's gonna have them, <laughs> right? Um. So, so pick line when it obviously came out at some point because it wasn't working is my guess. Right.
1: So it came out Thursday before the wedding. I got married on Saturday. Ah. Uh, yeah. So we got married and then i said hey i want to have some downtime between our wedding and going on our honeymoon because again we went to europe and i was like i am not doing i don't know how i don't know how i did these things yeah. because at that point one of the additional um co-infections was uh bartonella mm-hmm. and so for those of you that don't know bartonella feels like walking on legos every time you
0: stand up All the time. So very specific symptom, but yes, it is. It's a bacteria that really loves to hang out in our central nervous system. And it's often associated with Lyme. It's apples and oranges. It's a completely different bacteria, Mm -hmm. but because it likes to replicate within the CNS or the central nervous system, a lot of patients will have weird burning, tingling, vibrating sensations, numbness, weakness. Yes. Severe pain in their feet or burning in their feet. All patients who tell me they feel like there's ants crawling on their mm-hmm. skin or their hair is alive. Also, anxiety tends to go up. Low mood tends to occur mm-hmm. as well. Um, and I'll see more POTS-like symptoms. So heart rate increase, blood pressure right. de- decrease. Just a backstory about how fun Bartonella is. <laughs> yes.
1: And so, and this was my experience and this is where it showed up for me and it can show up in, in, in different ways yeah. for different people. But I mean, it was very real. And then I also had babesia and i got an sot for all. So, by animals.
0: how did you go from working f- with that first naturopath to transitioning to the second one that offered sot
1: um so actually i went to my girl doctor and she was my um, gp and she did um, gynecological things as well um, and she was like hey i know you have a complex history so have you ever heard about SOT? And I said, no. And she's like, here's the name of a place and you go there. So that was 2019. She knew
0: about it. She knew about it. That's I mean, incredible because what if she hadn't, you know, what if she, she didn't, where would you be? You know, not here. Wow.
1: So I think that I do think that I got Lyme disease for a reason. And if that Lyme disease, if that reason is to be on this couch with you right now, so someone else can skip
0: preach. The
1: hundreds of thousands of dollars in years that we both collectively yes. spent. And di- I mean, I swear just trying to figure it out and not getting any better and making my system worse.
0: That's was- how I totally feel about being a practitioner. Yeah. I'm like, I, I look through my whole journey and I'm just like, it led me here to this moment in time to be an advocate for my own patients. But then for people I don't know, right? because if I can save them, like just a little bit of what I went through, holy moly. Yeah. There's no reason to go around
1: your hand to get to your thumb. Just go to your thumb. Go around your hand to get. Yeah. So if you start here, Uh huh. some people, okay. So if you start here and you just need to go ah! here. Yeah. Instead of going here. Yeah. And then okay. go all the way
0: around. Don't go all the way around your hand to get to your thumb. I'm very visual. How to see it. Or, yeah. <laughs> it's like, don't take the long way. Please. Okay, you don't so need to. your gynecologist told you, hey, go over here. Yeah. This is someone who does SOT. So then Lyme. Obviously, then that practitioner needed to redo a Lyme test. Yep. Still positive. Yep. Did SOT for it. Found babesiosis and Bartonella and all these other Mm -hmm. co-infections. Did you try to treat those orally as well as SOT or did you guys just jump right to SOTs for those?
1: Um, We did a combination of both because my goal and and this practitioner, the one that we both know, listened and asked questions and did the, like, I always think of him as that guy that... um, you ever watch The Librarians and she's like a synesthete and she takes her brain and she goes like this and she puts like all the math and all the things and like yes. figures it out. Like a little like, madman. Yeah. yeah. So figures it all out. Yeah. So and and that's what I I felt and made the most progress since 2019. Yes. Yeah. So and, you know, now kind of at the place where turning that off and getting that done. And then I think I did. Um an infusion to fix my brain. Um, that really long infusion. Yeah, um, yeah. Cause that was important to get my brain back working. Like it worked. It didn't come out <laughs>
0: <laughs> that disconnected in case you missed the last yes. time. We we're done on how our brains can be disconnected from our body. And we've mentioned SOT a couple of times now, but for anyone who didn't listen to the previous one, SOT is essentially anti sense therapy. So it, 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 is made specifically for a bacteria, or in Babesia's case, Babesia is a blood-borne parasite. Mm -hmm. Um, And it it tells these bacteria, viruses, parasites, whatever they are, to turn off from the inside out. Um, So that is what we are referring to when we say SOT for Lyme, or the bacteria that causes Lyme, as well as some of these other co-infections. Supportive. She's going to try again, y'all. She tried this last time and it didn't work so well. No, I don't think it's going to work this time either. Go ahead. Wait, can I read it? No, that's cheating. Oh, dang it. Supportive.
1: Got that word. You did get that oh. word. <laughs> new type. <Oigonucleotide>. O- <laughs> Oglianut- <laughs> Nuta- what? I can't even say it. I always want to say um, new nu- like nucleic acid. Right. And that's not, that's not it. No, it's not. So therapy. See? Yes, okay. we got it together. We just <laughs> Look, when your brain is Swiss cheese, that I can actually say SOT and remember that I'm (laughs) feeling good there. So got in with him, got starting to do the restorative therapies as well, made great progress. Um, And then that kind of wrapped up and started feeling, feeling better about that and just doing, make sure I'm resting, doing sauna, doing
0: detox modalities. Yeah. yeah.
1: But then again, it's like, how far do you go down that rabbit hole Mm -hmm. with all of those Therapies and like mm-hmm. my body, my body knows how to heal itself. Yeah. I really do believe that, but it needs support because I'm over here putting crap in it yeah. and doing all these extra things that put a toxic load on my body that I don't actually need, mm-hmm. you know, and not sleeping and not, you know, yeah. all, of, all of the things. Um so fast forward to November of 2020. 20, Two ended up okay. back yeah. in wait That's only like last year, 10 months ago. I, yeah. I don't know. Did I do that math right? I yeah. don't know. Nine months like ago, last last, um,
0: last November, paveline? yeah, November.
1: <laughs> so I end up in the ER with a DBT, huh? So this is this ties it all back into the so this whole time you were off your blood thinner. So, yes,
0: wow, mm-hmm. okay.
1: So go to the ER, I, you know, I felt like I had a Charlie horse for a mm-hmm. while and it just and it just wouldn't go away. And then one night, obviously it happens at night always and on the weekends. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, honey, I, we need to go because something's not right. I want to just make sure that it's not a blood clot, that I don't have anything else going yeah. on because I don't want to risk having a PE. I know what a PE feels like. There's nothing in my chest. So did that, had an ultrasound. They're like, yes, you have a DVT. Here's, um, they put me on. Eloquist and you can't mm-hmm. treat blood thinner, you can't treat blood clots with eloquence. Just FYI. Do you have to do something else? Um, so they did that. And they also did a CT with contrast. I'm allergic to iodine. <gasps> did you know that before this? Nope. Oh <laughs> if I did, I forgot. Swiss cheese brain. So wake up the next morning after going to the ER all night. They didn't admit me. I was in the hallway, wasn't even in a room. Like it was just a mess. Um woke up the next day in hives oh yeah so that was fun and i'm itchy i'm taking you know um all the benadryl yep uh or whatever like i had to do something a little stronger than benadryl Mm -hmm. because you know and like i know that i have i have these options but i just was miserable anyway set up with the hematologist and she pulled my um it's the same one that i had same office, same network, Mm -hmm. but a different one. Cause since I'm now up up here, um, so she looked at it and she was like, yeah, you have APS I'm like, well, I know that. Okay. But what is that? Like, what does that, what does that mean? She's like, well, your clotting factor is higher. You have a higher chance of miscarriage, which was all the, with the Lyme thing. I didn't Mm -hmm. know if we wanted to do that or if my body can handle all my medical mysteries i don't know if my body can handle pregnancy getting pregnant keeping a pregnancy and and like so that's a whole nother thing that we'll we'll talk about one day um but just one of the one of the things and she was like yeah you have to be on this for the rest of your life you have Mm -hmm. to do this because my d-dimer is high which is another reason my clotting factor is higher i can't do um that i don't know if i can do any vaccine because of the they have clotting factors Mm -hmm. in them so which i knew that part so um and just kind of going through the through the through the gauntlet of things and also i'm have to see an endocrinologist which i've been put an upcoming appointment with because my thyroid is acting weird yeah and i've got a nodule because they did a, a an ultrasound on that and so i'll get you all my all my tests and you can great see she's not even look i have to deal with it and she doesn't even want to read the paperwork no um but
0: i mean that led us
1: to kind of where we are today of yeah i'm in the middle i'm in the middle of it and i have lupus which has shown up and i want to find the paperwork where they did my a and a and they ran and whatever they ordered to run the number not just positive right it was 2500 and something <gasps> this is with the infectious disease head of the infectious disease doctor at Northside or something she's like i've never seen a number that high in someone that looks like you because i'm sitting there looking like right. i do now right
0: so to preface it when an ANA is ran like on lab core or something in ANA anti-nuclear antibodies again it will say positive if they detect any sort of any of these antibodies. When it's positive, they'll do something called a reflex. And that reflex shows us if there are specific protein markers for specific diseases like lupus. Mm -hmm. So the normal ratio is, I mean, it's under one, it's very, very low. So to have a titer. 2,500. I want to find that again.
1: It's in one of my binders. I
0: mean, yeah, the ratio of most, I will say most of my patients, it's maybe one to 21 to 40 highest so this was wild
1: she ran that test before i met with the the natural yeah that does the sot so um she was like yeah you don't have any i can't find any and she's the head infectious disease doctor and she can't find anything wrong with me
0: outside of those antibodies being positive Yeah. yeah and i'm like well if you can't explain it so at this How, point, do you feel like you have those lupus-like symptoms?
1: No, because I had Lyme at that point, yeah, and cover that was all covered up. And the things that I'm doing now to help the lupus, I was doing in conjunction with the Lyme, so and it, never, it never helped. Well, at that point, the the medication that they put me on twice a day now helps with the lupus without having being on steroids or anything, yeah. but that was also helping the Lyme at that point. And, you know, and I also wanted to come off of that because they had put me on that before when mm-hmm. I was with the one that put me on the pick line and everything. And I'm like, my system's like all jacked up and I don't have to go and check my eyes now. Cause you, it may make me go blind if I'm on it, for, but yeah. that's another
0: one that I've got to be on the rest of my life. Yeah. So you are at a point now where you are just trying to manage. Are you done? Maybe not done, but are you fatigued with trying to find other underlying reasons as to why this is happening? Because a lot of people do get burnt out if it's not. And Lyme was a huge you know, problem for you, absolutely. And all those co-infections, absolutely. But it sounds like you kind of got halfway and then plateaued. Yep. And now we're not progressing forward. So co- like mentally, emotionally, spiritually, where are you at with, no, I'm just going to stay status quo and do what I'm doing and just manage, or no, I'm still like really gung ho about trying to find other things that are going on that might help me recover.
1: Absolutely. Ab- absolutely. The number two, because I, okay. I don't want to feel like crap. I don't want to have yeah. flares because... I know I mentioned in the last episode that I have to watch my son intake. I like to go to the beach. Yeah. I like to go to the pool, but I can't anymore because it makes, causes a flare and makes everything, everything swollen. Mm-hmm. I mean, my knees and like, I mean, i walk like I'm 90. Yeah. Like, so when it's time for me to go up the stairs, I go up the stairs and I don't come back down until the morning. Cause I have to sleep to reset. Yeah. And then sometimes even in the morning it's, you know, sometimes it's the hip is Inflamed and swollen, and so laying on my side hurts, and just turning over the blankets feel like they're the sheet feels like it weighs a thousand
0: pounds. So, your biggest symptom currently is is it the pain and the swelling, or Mm -hmm. is it cognition? Because you say Swiss cheese in your brain,
1: um, a little bit of both, not as bad as it was, yeah. So, and you know, that's the other thing too is never ask somebody that has chronic issues if today is a good day or if they mm-hmm. feel okay because they don't and they're not going to tell you because it's a broken record and we don't want to say mm-hmm. i feel terrible so ask is today a good day or a great day a good day means hey i'm in bed i'm I'm okay i'm not moving i'm not doing anything mm-hmm. and a
0: great day is when you can get up and like i have a little more energy today yep. I and can then we always little overdo little it more. yeah we always do more because yeah. when we have a great day we do everything and then we want to get done everything that you couldn't get done on your right, good day right yeah, absolutely. So then how do you feel with your current naturopath? How do you I mean I I'm just going to straight so okay, full disclosure, she is not my patient. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm going to steal her as my patient. Um, but with your current naturopath and in no no disrespect whatsoever, but do you feel stagnant? Or do you feel like, do you feel like there needs to be new eyeballs on this? Do you feel like you need to advocate better for yourself to say, Hey, I am still suffering with this, this, and this. I am, this is not getting better. What else can we do here? Like, have you guys had that conversation? Do you feel stuck? Do you feel like you need a different perspective? Like where is your brain?
1: Um, I feel like I do need a different perspective one because I'm going to get into your office and become, and become a, hey. patient.
0: so um, shout out discovery wellness group.
1: Yep. So, <laughs> um, and, and also because our paths do converge in such a way. And with trying to determine if we want to have a baby and get pregnant yeah. and do all of that thing. I think that that's where you and I would connect differently on, on, sure. on that aspect. And, um, cause I'll need specialists. Like, yeah, yeah. I love when they ask, "Who's your primary covi- primary care provider?" And I'm like, "I don't know. I see specialists. I have eight. Which one? Take yeah. a
0: pick. <laughs> Just who were who referred? Yeah. Um.
1: So, you know, for me at this point, it's getting the nodule on my thyroid checked out and ultrasound, and figuring out what's right. going on it's there. Right. It's like
0: acutely right now, right. what's going on? What's happening? How can we move right. forward? So,
1: getting that information, I know what to do with the hematologist. I see her in three months. Um. The rheumatologist is like, hey, you're doing well on the medications that we have you on. I don't want to put you on steroids. And I had a great conversation with her too of, I'd rather not be on steroids if I don't have to. Right. If I have right. to, that's one thing. But if I don't have to, don't please don't put me on them. Let's find other options. And so she was very, very well aware and listened to that. And so and I'm sure that there are other things that you and I could talk about. Yeah. Um, to, But for me, it's the support. And I think I've. Timed out with the other doctor, and I would have to go back and be a new patient. And so, if I'm going to be a new patient, I Oh, really? I'm going to be your new patient.
0: Okay. Well, there we go. You know, I think that it is so important. And again, I tell my own patients this because I'm very transparent and very straightforward. You have to cherry pick when you are sick chronically you have to cherry pick and you have to take the best of what anybody can provide for you. Mm -hmm. And I will say that to my patients. I'm like, even if it's not me, you know, I'm not talking about me here. I'm talking about any other providers out there where you take what you can from them. They, they are part of your journey and they're an integral part of your journey, but then you need to cherry pick from someone else too. And it often takes multiple people to get you to a point where you feel either more healed or on your way to being, you know, a little bit more healed than right. before or a little more well or whatever it is. So I hope that you do that too. And we're not like, I. it makes me sad for patients when they feel like they're just stagnant and not progressing and just like going through the day to day of like, well, yeah, I have my eight, you know, specialists and I see them every three months and I see this one once a year and you know, things are just as quo, cool, and this is just how I feel. Yeah. And I, I just want that feeling to go from, Oh, this is just life and how it is for me to better, great days, yes. more, great more, great days, days. more closer, m- yes, more closer and just very slowly, like step-by-step one-by-one moving in that direction. So I, yeah, I just hope that we can do that for you. And whether that's me or, uh, hundred other people i don't know yeah (laughs) hundred other people are you yes
1: um but i think i think the thing as well is that you know i mean and obviously i would go into more detail sitting in your office and 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 going into into all that but you can look at things from a ten thousand foot view and then dive down where we need to like if everything else is okay this is where we're at this is working but also, I've been in so much pain for so long that being at status quo, I don't, I don't stay here long. Yeah. So being at that place where you know, like, I know my my triggers and my flares of if I stay up too late or have like, dude, I'm in bed at like eight thirty.
0: Girl, me too. Like if I'm not laying in, bed, <laughs> I don't have to stay go. i grandma.
1: But if I'm not, if I'm not yeah. horizontal, or if I don't get a nap, like it's a stressor on you my body. Like flare. at 10 30, like yeah. I can't walk up the stairs. Yeah. Like yeah. I i don't want to live like that, but I also know how to manage it. Right. And then I'm not so sensitive to dietary things anymore. Um, I still try to eat without those things put in my body, but like, if I want to have, what are
0: those things, uh, gluten for you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, but I can have stuff where, you know, rare, but then it's also the other things that are attached to that. So, and I don't think it's the protein itself because when I go to Europe, I can have all the pasta and all the Let's things. talk about this
0: for a second. I have patients who are celiac, right? At full blown diagnosed celiac and in the United States cannot have anything contaminated with gluten. I mean, they have to have people at restaurants like more fast food restaurants who are preparing meals, change their gloves before they can, you know, prepare that mm-hmm. person's food. And then they go to the hillside of Italy and can have an entire freaking pizza. Yep. And it's because of how we process gluten in this country. It is so autoimmune provoking. Mm-hmm. It, the literature behind it in provoking things like Hashimoto's. I mean, for, for me personally, when I was first diagnosed with Hashimoto's, my antibodies were over 800. Unquantifiable. LabCorp stops at 800. It could have been 10,000. I don't yeah. know. It could have been 801. But just greater than 800. I cut out gluten and it brought it all the way down still high but brought it all the way down to 125 because of how autoimmune provoking it is here with the glyphosate with the additives that are used with how it's processed all that to say we all just import our gluten from italy yes (laughs) Yes. so i mean
1: it's that thing of i'm not allergic to the gluten protein i'm allergic to all the crap that
0: goes into growing it and spraying on it and all the things and that's a great point too because a lot of patients will be like well I had food allergy testing, IgE mediated is food allergy testing. And they'll be like, that was negative. So I can have it. I'm like, no, it's different. Like yeah. it doesn't matter if you are not allergic or are you, you're not sensitive. When we say food sensitivities, we mean IgG or IgA mediated different antibodies. Those could be nice and negative, but it, how it's processed is so darn inflammatory mm-hmm. and so autoimmune provoking. That is what wreaks havoc on your system. Not the fact that You know, those other sensitivities and allergies say that they're negative. Um, So, yeah, Yeah. great, great point. So through, went through,
1: yeah, went through all of that. And then I can now have dairy again, and I choose better sources of dairy. Um, You know, like having an, I mean, for the longest time, I couldn't look at a cheese commercial without Mm. like things hurt. I mean, my hands are swollen today just from. Who knows the stress
0: of talking to yes. me? No,, there you <laughs> go.
1: but again, I didn't sleep last night because I was excited about today. Yeah, and that all kind it of culminates. and yeah. you know, and
0: so I have a question. I have an answer. We have we've talked a lot about the physical aspect, but I think the mental, emotional, spiritual aspect is what people can also really connect with. So how, How has that changed over time? You know, I know for me personally, it early on when I was struggling, it was, and again, I'm, or very similar in the sense that like just lively and bubbly and, you know, whatever, but it would outside of being in front of people, holy moly, Mm -hmm. was I a sad panda? Mm -hmm. And it like really made me question things and just like, why am I having to go through this? Like, what is the point here? And I have a very different perspective now because it's in retrospect for me or it's not quite for you. Whereas I look back and I'm like, oh, I feel good. I've seen, you know, physically I'm in a place, cognitively I'm in a place where I I am healed, Lyme disease free, et cetera. Um, And I know why I was put through that journey. And I feel that so deeply in my core. For you, you're in a little bit different of a space where you're still in the thick of it. Parts Mm -hmm. are better but then other parts are just the same. So talk to me through how spiritually, emotionally things have changed from 27, 28 until now. So
1: it was a, yeah, it was a big, it was a big journey. And I I have a a deep relationship with my heavenly father. Mm -hmm. Like I am, there are days that, you know, he says that, you know, we're on his right-hand side, like right-hand side of God. Mm-hmm. So there will be days that I will put my left hand up in the air and say, daddy, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Like there were lots of, there's, I still have days like that, but not so much where the physical toll was just like, I can't, I can't do this. Yeah. So there was a time where I got really sick about the time the world shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, I took a nose dive and I moved into a, a room at my parents and I didn't come out for like I slept for a year. Mm. So I mean it was bad. And my mm. and my parents they did all that they could, but they couldn't yeah. they can't help you they can't help your body get better as fast as you would like it to. Right. So and you know it was just and we were remodeling our house and there was mold in our house. So mm. I had all of that. So I'm that's the reason that I was at my parents is because
0: it was well, impacting you like yeah crazy
1: and i would go and i would say he's like every house mark said every house has mold i said no there's black mold here
0: yeah
1: under the carpet so we don't have carpet in our house anymore we have rugs but we don't have carpet and then he pulled some things off of the wall that were like built-ins and there was just black (gasps) and i said i I just couldn't, I mean, the brain fog with that and all yeah. the, on top of all the other fatigue and, and all the other yes, symptoms.
0: Just to tap into that for a second, in case people don't know how much that can impact your immune system. So yeah, mold is common in nature, right? There, there is a certain level of mold that we're all exposed to. Black mold is not something mm-hmm. when it's, when it overgrows like that and mold is very, very opportunistic. So environmentally, it just take holds and runs rampant. When it's given the opportunity to, I have patients who have literally gone through psychosis because of mold toxicity. I have patients whose white blood cells have been one, mm-hmm. one and a half, two, two and a half, and CD fifty-seven counts have been down. Immunoglobulins have been down. All that's immune function because of exposure to mold. Mm-hmm. There can be a family where dad is perfectly healthy. You know, all all exposed to the same mold. Dad is perfectly healthy mom has abnormal periods extreme fatigue weight gain unexplained weight gain joint pain and then a child who is allergic to everything everything breaks out in hives and you know unexplainable and then another child who just gets cold you know every once in a while it it can impact our immune systems so differently even when we change we share genetics so back to that. So you had mold living in your mom's mom and dad's yeah. basement because you were renovating yep. and getting all that out. Yeah. So how did you, how did you get out of that? How did you get out of that space that you're in for that year?
1: Um, lots of prayer, and lots, yeah. of ti- lots of yeah. time. And just, I mean, thank God for my parents. Cause my mom could see, I don't know how she did it, but she could see kind of inside to my brain. So when I would start mm-hmm. to get overwhelmed She'd be just be like, okay, just go, Mm -hmm. just, I know you're, I know you've got it up here and I know that you're trying, but I would get frustrated like a toddler that cannot talk or communicate in a way that, and I'm, I'm a grown woman and I cannot communicate. And So she saw that. And I think that if I had not been able to be in their, in their guest house and Mm -hmm. be, like have them take care of me and all that. And the world was shut down. So I yeah. couldn't go anywhere anyway. Right? What could she do? Right. And I was also like, they were like, you don't need to be going out. And I said, I'm the one that's on the most immune stuff. So I should be the only one that goes out.
0: Right. Like, I should be the strongest yeah. here.
1: But there was a time that, I mean, it was so bad that I had to wear dark sunglasses and noise canceling headphones to go to the grocery store.
0: Oh, and I could not drive sensory there. Overload. Yes. Wow. And I just
1: like, and there wasn't anything, you know, and then I'd come home, you know, there wasn't anything I could do to get through that but time, but I would come home and get on my infrared mat and mm-hmm. just I lived on it and you know, I don't know if you can detox too much on an infrared mat, but
0: I don't I don't think on an infrared you know. mat, no. I think that's a very, very gentle form of, of detox.
1: But I kind of lived on that because I would get cold. And yeah. I mean, and nods. So another thing, right. my hands will turn, and then that
0: will make your joints hurt
1: more. Uh huh. Yeah. So. And then I also have Dupitrens. See, I told you I was an overachiever. So Dupitrens is this Viking disease where this tendon mm-hmm. gets starts. It's, to, yeah, it's
0: like trigger finger yeah. almost, and it tightens up, and then you're just stuck like a yeah. little fishhook.
1: Yep. And this tendon hooks up. um Have you had that released?
0: Out. Do you get it no. released?
1: No. Come on. Oh, you, do you that? should.
0: No, girl. I like dry needling. Oh. Yeah. No. Usually it's I just awesome. I just
1: I just rub it out and let and then put my hands flat. If like if you do
0: dry needling with a little PRP at the joint, I can help it. I need to come in here off.
1: <laughs> now, I mean it happens. You know, it's just one of those things that it's like, okay, is this a lot of what's happening because of the other things that I've had and they just kind yeah. of cascade? And it's also like, okay, the house is on fire. Do I blow out the candle or do I remove the oxygen source that's feeding the fire? Like, so yeah,
0: that was a great metaphor. So currently then where are we at emotionally, mentally?
1: Much better. There's still days that I just have to shut down and just need a brain break and take a nap. And luckily I work from home so I can go and take a nap if I need to. I've got great business partners that understand when I need rest. Mm -hmm. And then if I don't get my rest, I can't step in and provide the vision and guidance that I'm designed to, Mm -hmm. um, and to do all the things. And I mean, there's times that I've worked on this project with you and it's 10 o'clock at night, I'm laying in bed, but my brain is turned on because I have the idea. And then the next day, I may take a nap. You're feeling it. Yeah. yeah. So it just depends. And I can work in that ebb and flow and do all the mm-hmm. things. And like right now I'm getting fuzzies in my eye for whatever reason, maybe it's the lights. The I'm so
0: pretty. Yeah, she is. So pretty.
1: <laughs> but I mean, is that because I'm tired or that I didn't sleep last night or, right. you know, like, so knowing being in tune with my body and knowing those symptoms, yeah. I feel better than I have being on this new protocol that I'm on. Mark's notice, a. Uh, uh, a difference or hobby. Yeah. My husband, um, and how I feel and how I'm behaving, but still it's like, you know, I think I told you before that he was like, you just need to work out and get your, your ligaments worked out. And then you won't have so much inflammation in your knees and your ankles. And I'm like, but that's not how those, not how that works.
0: Yeah. Because I was, I know for me personally, when I had the most joint pain, I was the most fit. Like I was doing CrossFit. I was doing competitions. I mean, I was in really good shape mm-hmm. and my joints hurt the most at that point in my journey. Yeah. And yeah, underuse is a thing where our joints will become painful if we don't use them, right? If we're sitting all day and we're not using them, but that's very, that's when you've dealt with chronic joint pain or muscle pain, you know, the difference yeah. that's very, it's a very different feeling than how you feel when you have that stiffness, achiness, just stuckness. That's a word. Uh, It's very different. So wrapping up a little bit, if you could go back to your younger self and give a piece of advice, or maybe someone who's listening, who is starting out a journey, what would you tell her or him or Uh, them?
1: I would, I would say, um, don't remove fats from your diet cause that messes with your brain. So don't just don't do that. Um, give yourself enough time. If you want to go and compete and put your body through those stressors, take a little more time, um, have a great functional medicine doctor that's in your back pocket, that when these weird things pop up that you can go and say, Hey, this is what's going on. Um, cause I think at that time I didn't know to ask the questions, right. And the doctors that I went to weren't the kind of doctors that could have figured it out. Right. Not that
0: they weren't smart. They just know what they know. Exactly. Um, Someone and, else who might be might help you navigate a little bit more outside of the box. Yes. Yeah. Um,
1: and just ask better questions. And I think that that's something that yeah. on, on, especially in, in this platform in arena that we can help them do and ask better questions. Yeah. Um, For sure. But like, I don't know where still, again, it's a mystery. I still don't know where it came from.
0: Yeah. Maybe one day we'll be able to figure it out together. Know, yeah. We discover together. Let's discover hey. together. Yeah. All right, y'all. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on our next episode. We're going to dive more into, or I would like to dive more into my pregnancies and the journeys and how my chronic illness impacted those pregnancies and how it's kind of led me to practice medicine a certain way. Um, especially when it comes to taking care of my newborns and my well child visits Yep. so I'm excited to dive into that y'all stay tuned and we'll see you later (laughs) let's discover (laughs) together it's this for me (laughs) I don't know if I can do that
1: hey discoverer let's discover more find episode link in today's show notes follow us on instagram and tiktok at the discovery doc connect with us on facebook at the discovery doc like and subscribe on YouTube. Find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Visit our website, thediscoverydoc.com. This podcast is produced by Soulpreneurs Association, empowered by SoulSoftware.co, empowering your digital journey with innovative solutions. The content provided in this podcast provides general information and discussions on various topics related to health, wellness, and medical advancements. However, it is essential to understand that the content provided in this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. The hosts, guests, and contributors are individuals sharing their personal experiences, opinions, and knowledge in their respective fields. While they strive to provide accurate, up-to-date information, medical knowledge is constantly evolving, and the information presented in this podcast may not always reflect the most current research and medical guidelines. It is crucial to consult with a qualified healthcare professional or medical expert for specific medical concerns. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay seeking medical treatment based on the information presented in this podcast the discovery doc podcast encourage listeners to use their own judgment and discretion while implementing any suggestions recommendations or lifestyle changes discussed in this episode each individual's medical situation is unique and may work for one may not be suitable or safe for another The podcast hosts, guests, and contributors are not liable for any direct, indirect, consequential, or incidental damages or harm that may arise from listening or acting upon the information provided in this podcast. Listeners are responsible for their own health decisions and should exercise caution and seek professional guidance when necessary. By listening to this podcast, you acknowledge that you have read, understood, and agreed to this medical disclaimer. If you have any questions or concerns about this medical disclaimer, please consult a qualified healthcare professional.